1: I can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 17th of May, 2010. Newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. I always advise you to bookmark the other sites I have listed there. Very good reason for it. And while you're at it, go into the few articles I have for sale, books, CDs, DVDs, and I'd appreciate it if you send some orders in because that makes me trickle over. I don't get paid by advertisers, most hosts do. I could have wanted to, but uh, this way I've got a freer hand to go into different areas of things and I don't have to bring on guests, really, who have to sell their wares. And that's what commerce is all about, really, so I have no beef against it. But an hour isn't a long time to talk, so... It's best to try to get to the meats of what's happening in this world. So it's up to you, the listeners, to keep me going. You can do so by purchasing the books and discs I have for sale or donating to me. Remember, from the U.S., you can use personal check to Canada for ordering. You can use an international postal money order from the U.S. to Canada. And MoneyGram is okay, Western Union. Some people send cash. It's all the same to me. And I'll get it out to you as fast as I can. If you want to purchase through PayPal, you'll see a donation button. Send the appropriate donation and a separate email with your name, address, and order. And I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world. MoneyGram, Western Union, PayPal, or Cash. Now, I've had some hassles, as I've been telling you, about the Yahoo sites, um, uh, I'm on unlimited uh, disk space, apparently, you know, have been for a few years, but every so often they stop upping it, and uh, they don't say that I'm now now unlimited or limited. They actually just tell me they'd prefer if I didn't put so much stuff up there. And what they've done is put a choke uh, so that regardless of the speed I'm uploading, it's down to 40% regardless of speed uh, to upload into the Yahoo.com. So I had that on Friday night again. And at the same time, ExploreNet, the satellite company, decided to allow me only, uh, I think it was one and a half minutes or maybe five minutes, to upload to one site. Then they cut me off completely. So I took the whole weekend of arguing with ExploreNet to try and get the rest of the sites all up to, to, to date. And this is the sort of thing I get continuously which I always say is proof that you're not authorized to be out there. And whatever I'm saying is annoying somebody. Uh, And uh, I have to go back into all the archives to find out exactly what it is that they don't like me. Maybe it's a presentation. Who knows? But this is incessant. Incessant. And the woman on ExploreNet at the weekend gave me uh, the usual responses at her level. And she admitted that all the complaints I put in and the fact that nothing's ever been remedied was abysmal, she had the, the, all the, record, the records of complaints there, and I got a, a, just a, a, an acknowledgement from ExploreNet this morning, email, saying that they found my upload speed of uh, 50, I think it was 40, 50 kilobits per second, um, was acceptable for high speed. So there you go. See, that's the real world, folks. That's how it really does work. If... Um, if, if you're not authorized to be out there, you're going to get nothing but troubles and troubles and troubles. That's how it really works. They don't have to even use their cyber warfare teams, which they do use. And they admit themselves they can also interfere with uploads or downloads. And if five Ds go by, I remember I read it in the paper when they published it, disable, destroy, um, deny, etc., etc., etc. And they are using this on selective people. But I'd like to hear from other people out there too who are getting similar problems because of whatever uh, they're saying uh, that someone doesn't like in a very high position. We'll be back with more after these messages. Hi, Alan Watt back with Cutting Through the Matrix. Just... Grieving over the weekend, because the weekend's here, uh, generally it's more just as fast, as furious as, as is during the week, because of the things that always happen. So there's no breaks here at all, but when you're getting the hassles with um, the major uh, servers and hassles with the main providers, I, I, love, I love how they call themselves services, you, you pay for this, and they call it a service, they're doing you a service, and um, you might be getting service, but in a different way than you think if you understand farming te- uh, terminology, but the fact is uh, they're really coming at uh, me now with giving me the hassles for uploading to different sites. So it seems to be coordinated between uh, the providers and the satellite upload boys as well. And as I say, uh, I told the woman at Explornet that I'll keep telling people, don't get ExploreNet. I'll make it a mandate to do that. Until they take all the locks that they put on me uh, off, because you see, uh, I'm not even going over what I'm used, what I'm allowed per hour and upload. I'm using about half of that, at the most, per hour, for upload. And yet um, they're, they're giving me all these hassles and putting chokes on. And as I say, come one upload on Friday, just one to one site. Uh, no more uploads till Sunday. The whole day Saturday was arguing with them uh, to get the thing restored. So this is ongoing, and it is coordinated. So what on earth are we talking about here that upsets people? Well, I could go into today's news like everyone else I'm sure before me has today on the different radio shows and giving you, Oh my God, the sky's falling, and oh, look at this, and oh, look at that. What do they want to do now to us? Or look what they are doing now to us. And I, I don't see the world that way at all. I don't see that way at all. Everything you're experiencing today is just part of a plan to bring in a, a closer, more integrated world society under more control through a world authority. And that, that goes for economics, um, military, uh, politics, everything. This is what all this is intended to do. And these are the shock waves that are meant to scare us all into getting on our knees and begging them to fix it all for us. And lots of people will uh, accept that. Whatever the outcome is, they'll accept it. And I guarantee you, uh, what it means for the average person in the Western world is less and less and less of everything. Not that they just want, but what they actually need. That's what it's about. It's a planned society. On the go for an awful long time. And you can trace it down through history. You can trace the the associations that uh, were clusters, in a sense, uh, that intermingled with other associations. They called them circles in those days, uh, to do with bringing in a planned utopic society. Uh, That's their terminology, utopia. And the utopias went through uh, the Soviet Revolution and the bloody slaughters and the massacres all through the Soviet era, uh, their utopias went through uh, the Hitler regime of Nazism and its slaughters. They did the same thing in every other communist country that they went through, too, to create these amazing utopias where really um, very old ideas going back into the 1800s and 1700s to do with an elite running the world, and it, as it should properly be run according to themselves, would be forced into the open and on the public through one means or another. And we forget in the Western world that we have not been free for a long time, if ever, really. We came from a feudal system up and through the capitalist system and laissez-faire and factories and uh, no welfare, no unemployment money for a long, long time until about the 1950s or so. And, and then it was supposed to get better, get better. And for a little while it did get better as the tax people... And you get something back for your taxes. They even gave you a health service, which, of course, it doesn't show its real face until 30 years down the road when it becomes an authority and mandates inoculations and mandates that your children can be taken fr- from you from the, by the state if, you, if they claim they're obese or if you're depriving them of the rights of the child under the UN and so on and so on. This was all talked about by Lenin long before that. He said all the services we shall institute in the Western world – will become authorities over the people. You find a mixture in all areas of controlling life and controlling society, from banking uh, to sciences, all kinds of sciences, physicists and biologists, bioengineers. You'll find um, the behaviorists like Skinner involved in it too, because their idea was to bring in a new type of society, a new type of creature or man, and it was all born out of the eugenics movement, of course, uh, this whole idea of creating a superman. And then eventually it came to, to become a, a docile society that would probably doze with drugs, um, dumbed down through inoculations and sterilized as well, by the way, was a big part of it because um, they wanted to control the planet on a workable basis with keeping the population at just the right kind of figures to, to serve those at the top. That sounds like an awful lot to come out with, but um, you have to go into these actual societies and associations that are still on the go today, and you'll find they're all throughout your governments. Every government that's ever been in in since uh, the early 1900s, according to Carl Quigley, um, had their presidents and prime ministers chosen by one in particular. That was the Royal Institute for International Affairs, which is a, a private organization All these groups are private. They often get public funding, but they're actually private. That way they're not answerable to the public. They do incent their members into political positions, and they try and staff most countries' high bureaucracies with their own people too. their members. Uh, That's what Quigley called the parallel government. But let's go into the utopias they talked about. And you can go back into the 1800s Albert Pike talked about it The brotherhood of man across the world All that stuff sounded sounded really wonderful Except if you read Pat Manley P. Hall Who was also involved in it He said that man was not fit to rule himself Man therefore had to be and had been ruled by the fittest The fittest he meant were those of his own association And that's still the same today we find people like Skinner, B.F. Skinner, who had, had wonderful things to do with animals, very much like Pavlov, had no compassion when he watched anything screaming. He was just very intensely curious as to what caused it. And um, he also said the same kind of thing, that man was too wild, it was, was too unpredictable, and therefore man would have to be ruled over. And be, the behavioral sciences would be a big part of conditioning the new type of man for the new order of things. A lot of this goes back to Harvard University and other universities that took place in it. And still a lot of it led from there to, and to MIT, I should say, because during World War II, different groups were formed under the directive of the President of the United States to find ways of bringing in a post-World War II society-based society based on these principles which they had wanted to bring in for an awful long time They tried to bring in after World War One, didn't work So they kept at it World War Two was a, a little godsend to them And I'm sure they had a lot to bring it on too, mind you But uh, then they started to bring in these organizations and specialists One of the groups they formed out of the World Federalist Association And you should look that up yourself It's got a lot of history there World Federalist Association. There's departments in every country, including Canada, and every major player in politics in Canada is a member of it. And you will find that um, they also had the Macy Group. The Macy Group was uh, comprised as a big think tank, became a foundation, and it brought in uh, people who were from European countries. Uh, the dispossessed, they call themselves, from the Frankfurt School, many of the members. Like Adorno, etc., and their whole idea—Migrant Mead was there as well. But their whole idea was to reshape humanity itself by controlling the culture and giving the people what was actually necessary to destroy the old culture was a counter culture, and they designed they designed um, a system that would really attract the youth, uh, take them away like the Pied Piper from their parents, and they would destroy the order of things. They were all basically Marxists, or Trotskyites, as they like to call themselves. Um, They were interconnected, as I say, with all the universities. They had a free range of universities to to push us ahead. The CIA worked with them. I went across a book before with you on the radio to do with America's cultural cold war, how the CIA, uh, from the OSS onwards, and with Britain working with it, Uh, decided to give a a whole new culture, and it had to be based on literally creating a youth generation that would be drastically different from its parent group. And they decided to bring in what became known as pop, then rock music, the hippie era. The hippie era, they knew how to introduce it because they tried it in the 1920s in Germany on a smaller scale. So they reintroduced it along with drugs, and I think Sandoz, a big company, was there to push out the LSD. They sent out uh, rock stars, or the budding rock stars across the the country. They were funded by the CIA. Many of the guys who ran a lot of these rock groups were from um, military families and the ex-military themselves. They had the Laurel Canyon group uh, at uh, in California, of course, and Frank Zappa, different ones were there. They belonged to the Frankfurt School. And they had other ones, as I say, being worked through the Macy Group, an offspring through uh, the offsprings at uh, Harvard University. They put up front men who had been in the CIA. Mr. Brockman eventually came out of the military and started immediately as an investment banker. And his job was to, to create artists and make them superstars from nothing People who would starve to death with tin cans were to be made famous for the new culture. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, Alan Watt cutting through the Matrix and we're just going over some of the very pertinent things which led up to today, and it's an ongoing thing, as I say, because they said before World War II and after World War II, these big think tanks and foundations and interlocking clubs and societies, all funded by foundations, they're fronting for it as from the private bankers, basically, with unlimited financing to get NGOs and movements working, movements within society. And they decided to create, take over the whole culture industry, which they did, not just in the U.S., but across the whole of Europe. And the CIA, working with Britain, MI6, and that's documented in the book, America's uh, Cultural Cold War. Uh, it only goes up to the, the, the mid-60s, and then it takes over, of course, for the stuff I'm talking about now, with people like Brockman, who obviously fit the the type that they were putting out there, ex-military, straight into investment banking, only um, backed uh, these so-called budding new type of artists, uh, the psychedelic era, uh, mixed with drugs, etc. But not just stars, rock stars, he was also meant to elevate scientists and, and uh, people in the, in the news, or make them news, because we're going into a scientific era, and your new bosses would be experts, we'd listen to the experts, and we had nothing but a a mass, a plethora of experts in the 60s and the 70s, uh, changing everything upside down from Dr. Spock, who admitted at the end, after telling you to don't discipline your children, we've risen a nation of psychopaths. But the fact is, these were all big experiments to go on to destroy all that was, to bring in the new. They also worked, by the way, with the MK Ultra and Artichoke projects which were CIA-run and funded. Again, the whole idea is how can you eradicate certain patterns of behavior right out of the brain itself and um, and bring in the new type of man. Now, the new type of man sounds crazy, but it's in the media even today. It was in the media in the early 1900s when the founders of the Fabian Society said they'd bring in the new type of man. The Soviets had a term too. The, the, the new Soviet, Sovieticus, I think they call it, man Soviet, Homo Soviet, Sovieticus. But anyway, Adolf Hitler also wanted to bring in the Superman as well. Superbrand Superman was all over the place from the 20s right through to World War Two. Then they quietened it down a bit, and the same groups turned from calling themselves eugenicists to to transhumanists and then to bioethicists. And these are the groups that decide which way we're going to go in bioethics, what is ethical and what isn't. Well, you could understand their mandate to see what's ethical and what isn't and where they want to go with this, because they were set up with a particular direction and a mandate to follow. And it's to bring in, again, the controlled society, a socialized, controlled society, because man, they claim, is just too wild to rule himself. He's not fit, therefore the fittest should rule them. And who are the fittest? They themselves, the experts, you see. That's what you're living through today. And they're into all economics. The biggest bankers in the world are all part of it, and, and they set up on it. They set, they sat in in a lot of these meetings because they had to fund most of it. And uh, this is the world. They're bringing in a totally controlled society from birth to grave. And as people like um, Shaw said, one of the founders of the Fabian Society Uh, You, the people, will have to come to us and ask us why we should allow you to live. You see, you won't be allowed to live unless you're there to serve their society. So they call it a utopia. And utopias are the, the worst horrors we ever go through with wars and slaughterings of all. And even in the quieter times, we're still being slaughtered in ways you don't realize. They advocated the use of Big Pharma. That's why they brought out people like the Brockman, the Grateful Dead. Who toured in the bus called the Experiment with masses of LSD to throw around, all supplied by the big pharma companies and supplied and tr- funneled through the CIA to them to bring in the hippie culture. Where if you go back to Karl Marx's manifesto, he, when he's talking about the overthrow of all existing institutions, that meant family and everything else that went with it, and even what we would call. Uh, The normal family structure, which was man, woman, and child. Now we have Mark IV or Mark V family as they keep going on with it. So this is the same agenda ongoing. And people didn't realize that even the Hell's Angels were set up by the CIA initially because they were all came out of the American Air Force and they were given the style the gear, the bad boy image, and they would make sure that the distribution, because you must have distribution of drugs on a vast scale, which are going to really bring in a new culture where the, the people are going to be half-stoned out their heads and willing and very suggestible to any new idea that's pushed at them and directed at them. That's what the whole 60s and 70s really was all about. The... Writings of Huxley I've gone into uh, Julian Huxley um, descendant of Charles Darwin and others uh, he was the first UNESCO uh, CEO talked about the need to, to probably drug society especially the children how many children today are now on drugs from school mandated at school often because teachers don't like fidgeted children especially ones who ask pertinent questions that they can't answer in other words, the leaders, those with leadership abilities. What to do, do with them? They fry their brains with drugs. It's well known what Ritalin does to them. He shrinks the brain. No more future leaders, no more problem. You go into the writings of the United Nations, what do they talk about? In a declaration of interdependence, the abolition of individuality. We're all a group now, we're all one. Back with more after these messages.
0: Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. The controlled society, the planned society, the regulated society, the totalitarian society—really. Where masses of bureaucracies and agencies will descend upon you right down to checking your garbage and everything else and the way to your child at the house and uh, to see if they have to take them away, you see, and, and stuff like that. This is what they're talking about, the control society, that, that the, the lesser people, those with lower IQs, were simply not capable of living up to the Harvard type standards and uh, of guys at 170 and therefore the guys with 170 plus should rule the rest. That's what it was all really about. That's what's been behind every major movement for well over a 100 years. And as I've said, too, even in their own writings, in their own publications, in their own books, they've come out and said the same darn thing, that man was not capable of managing himself, so the ones who were fit or fittest should do it instead. For them we 've been trained out of any idea of what we thought was democracy it 's been gradually trained out of us again, the whole concept of the, the forces which used to protect you and defend you and help you out, which was the family unit why is why nail uh, uh, destroyed now is gone it 's pretty well gone for most people and then you had all the, the schools, the experimental schools like um, Bertrand Russell from the 1920s trying to introduce pre -pre pubertal sex as a part of this ongoing experiment to see if they can get separate the sexual act from the physical bonding and therefore end marriage altogether. Marriage, you see, is a small tribe. When you end up with a small tribe, you stand up together, you protect each other. Uh, Government to be truly effective in a totally controlled society where people are constantly monitored 24 hours a day wherever they happen to be, whatever they happen to be doing, then they must be have no interference from family members or anyone around you. You're on your own, and that's what George Orwell tried to show us in 1984. The big brother talks directly to you when he wants to, and no one else but you, and no one else will come near you uh, to help you out. Uh, governments also instituted all the so-called safety nets, Uh, In other words, it took away all the responsibilities that communities used to supply for themselves, where they helped the sick and the needy and the dying in their own areas and all the rest of it. Even when I was small in Britain, uh, a lot of that happened there too. In came the agencies and literally stopped all that. Now they become authorities over the people. Now you can't stay in your home and die anymore. Not only that, you can't get buried anymore without getting autopsied. They want to get the cash off that too and maybe see what organs they can sell at the same time. You've got to get permission to get the body back from the morgue. Sometimes it takes three months before you can bury your mother or your dad. Totalitarianism, you see, because we're just too stupid. All these old silly customs are all nice and quaint from the past, just have to be abolished completely. And now, of course, we bring in the 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 fact that man is dethroned from his high and mighty pedestal and is brought down to the levels of the animals under the Earth Charter uh, through Maurice Strong and the United Nations, and so on. But getting back to the Superman and the New Man and all that kind of wonderful stuff, when they talk about literally mixing it with cybernetics way back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, as I say, one part of the experiment was to see if they could do it, alter humanity purely through drugs itself, and controlling and giving a new culture to the youth, like do what you want, just hang loose, let it all happen, man, you know, and uh, and give enough period of time to 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 crash the, all the old ties that carried on from one generation to the next. That's what that's what it was all about, and we all know the fallout from that. But they've achieved basically what they wanted to do. Man really is no longer supreme in anything. And as we become less supreme, we have less rights and freedoms at the same time because you're just another one of billions of human beings and you're not an endangered species. So um, the government is taking the same uh, approach to all of us. We're just nothings. In fact, we're less than nothings. We're, we're down amongst the its, as Plato would call the, the general people. A big part of it, too, was sterilization through different techniques. They tried to mandate it, and they had worked through a lot of the U.S. states. They were doing it in Britain, too, to the so-called feeble-minded. Everything Germany did, it simply um, copied from what it saw happening elsewhere in the world long before it started. And... That's still ongoing today When you look at the big Bill Melinda Gates Foundation The Billionaires Club too Where all the big philanthropists go Uh, The Oprah Winfrey's To dish out where they want to sterilize the public next And what nations What third world countries and so on Where do they want abortions to start Etc, etc It's an ongoing war And you're living through it now The part you're really scared about now Is the financial part But I'm not worried about it Because it's the shock necessary to get us on our knees to bring in the next world central banking system and to get every country to agree that they can no longer take care of their own books and keep it private. And out of that comes, you will no longer be able to dish out the money into your own country and to the same areas as you have before. I'll have to go through a world body to do so. Written about long ago, going to the writings of the Council on Foreign Relations, Royal Institute for International Affairs, and you'll see all that there. Now, sterilization. Uh, big players like Holdren, uh, who's up there with Obama right now. Quite a guy, Obama. I've got two links, too, to show you all the Goldman Sachs players that uh, are on his teams. Uh, it's just about everybody's work with Goldman Sachs. And the Brookings Institute and in the Hamilton group attached to it, very important players in this big control system. So put those links up. Back to to uh, Holdren, and he wanted compulsory sterilization. He said in Ecoscience, a book he helped write with uh, Paul Ehrlich, another total uh, Marxist, Trotskyist, uh, globalist, um, that they'd have to drastically reduce the population they could do it in the third world countries because the people were basically ignorant and would do what they were told. They'd take their injections and sterilize them and stuff like that. But in the West, it would be more difficult with a, uh, a literate population, so they'd have to do it through stealth. In other words, they wouldn't tell you. They wouldn't tell you. Now, I'll put up some links tonight to do with the population uh, plummets in the Western male in the last 50 years. I've got three or four links here on that. And this is all deliberate, folks, because they knew what these particular chemicals, the phthalates and so on, did in the late 1800s. They knew it actually uh, it was put in cosmetics. It would go through the skin. It's called insufflation of the female. If she was pregnant between 8 and 12 weeks, it uh, we could literally stop uh, the production of, uh, of spermatozoa as the child reached puberty. But it's, it was that crucial 8 to, f- to 12 weeks period that I had to get into the womb. And it's been put into all your plastic bottles. You're drinking the darn stuff. That's why they made bottled water so popular. They made it a fad. Whenever you see a fad coming, don't touch it, if you have any sense at all. It doesn't work. Now, back to Huxley and all the big players. Now, Huxley wrote Brave New World, and... He gave us a system where everybody was born uh, in vitro fertilization, but really they would grow up in artificial wombs, and you'd be perfected for every class of society that had their alpha, beta, thetas, and so on. And you'd be given an IQ to match the kind of work you did. So those who were doing the menial tasks would, would um, be very dull, but they'd do repetitive work, and... Everyone could have sex, but no one could reproduce. That was because everybody had to be mandated um, as to be who was to get reproduced, etc. Standardized humanity. Here's an article today in the Mail Online. Sex will not be used to have babies in just 10 years as couples turn to in vitro fertilization. Now tie that in with the sterilization that's going on, folks. 17th of May 2010 Couples will stop having sex to conceive babies within a, a decade And use IVF instead Scientists said today See they're the high priests. I could easily put priests in there now Because that's what they're telling us Remember what Russell said She'll train the public to be ruled by a world of experts They say 30-somethings will increasingly rely on artificial methods of fertilization Because natural human reproduction is fairly inefficient now, if natural reproduction is so fairly inefficient, why did Kissinger put out his bill back in the 70s that the greatest crisis and enemy to the state was uh, overpopulation, uh, mainly the third world countries? There seems to be no problem there with fertility. It seems to be rather efficient, all, all right. So what's the problem about it? It's become inefficient, folks, because most of the men now are becoming sterile. All right, it's by design. It says, if the experts are right, it means a sci-fi world of books such as Brave New World, in which all children are born in hatcheries, could soon be closer to reality. And you better believe it, because, you see, they've been working on this agenda for, oh, since the 30s. Huxley worked on his book. And it raises ethical questions over whether a greater use of IVF will lead to eugenics. See, it's all coming together, folks, with couples screening out characteristics they regard as undesirable. Let's rephrase that. Now, since we're run by totalitarians who are all interconnected with their various circles, all funded by the same big foundations, all in total agreement with each other that they have the right to rule and design the future world, let's see who who would be screening out characteristics they regard as undesirable, uh, the parents or the state. Well, guess who? Hmm? The starting vision of the future comes from John Jovich, a veterinary doctor from Murdoch University in Perth, Australia. He believes IVF can ease the pressure on couples who have delayed having children to pursue a career because going for the test tube option will be more effective than trying for a baby naturally. Even young adults have no more than 1 in 4 chance every month of reproducing through sex. Among over 35s, this falls to 1 in 10, and really there's only about 15% in the males has about uh, maybe 10% of uh, motile sperm that can actually find the target and impregnate. Now, this this down was 85% down from what it was in 1950, but that, of course, is supposed to be some kind of pure coincidence. Now, getting back to the groups that were formed during World War II and ordered uh, to be formed and backed up by the president himself, during World War II, President of the United States, you had uh, you had the World Federalist Society, big players in this. You'd be surprised how many of your major media uh, stars, especially the ones who are retiring now, are all members of world federalism. It was put together through the Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, Will Durant was approached to set it up. And uh, the idea was to bring in, again, a new world society of interdependence. A declaration of interdependence that got signed. And almost every congressman in the U.S. signed it. They signed away their independence. And here's what this says. Just as independence has been the motto of states and individuals since 1750. Now, for the harder thinking, I'll say this again. Just as independence has been the motto of states and individuals since 1750, So the motto of the coming generations should be interdependence. That means interdependence, no individuality. You understand that? And just as no state can now survive by its own unaided power, so no democracy can long endure without recognizing and encouraging the interdependence of the racial and religious groups composing it. The Declaration of Interdependence was launched on March 22, 1945 at a gala event in Hollywood the following it's a transcript of the LA Times report, and I'll put this link up if um, Yahoo obliges me with allowing me to load up into my site. And ExploreNet gives me the speed that's a bit above dial-up to put it up on one of my sites, at least tonight. But you can read through this, and you can see what's, where it's going. Now, World Federalists are also uh, World Citizens. They get World Citizens' Awards from the Rockefeller Foundation again. And you to understand these people see themselves as the guiders, the leaders, uh, the mentors of humankind. They are elitist and they believe they have the right to rule the rest of us. Now, here's an article here, but says every country's got signed on to this. Canada, in fact, signed on to an agreement, uh, when Trudeau was in, Pierre Trudeau, who was also a communist, a millionaire communist, of course, lots of them. And he actually signed on at the United Nations that if the correct world government was formed, he was signing Canada over to it right now. That was back then. The World Federalist Movement Canada is a not-for-profit research, education and advocacy organization. It has approximately 1,000 members and supporters across Canada. Uh, the WFMC president is Honourable Warden Almond, etc., etc., and he belonged to the international world federalist movement. At the top, they welcome Lloyd Axworthy, who's a member also of the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, Lloyd Axworthy was the Canada's foreign, uh, former foreign affairs minister. So here's a Council on Foreign Relations guy for world government. Uh, who was Canada's former Foreign Affairs Minister. He also came out on behalf of the Council on Foreign Relations on national Canadian television and told Canadians in, in uh, 2005 that they were signing the first part of the total integration of the Americas, which was, which was really the natural thing to do to follow Europe's total integration. The last part was to be signed this year. Now, the media don't make a big thing about this. They don't make a big thing about anything that's really interesting. What the media's job is, is to get out the shocks and uh, be afraid, be very, very afraid. Oh, look what they're doing to Greece. Oh, look that Britain might be next. And that's meant to create the fear and all the panic. So all these boys, these globalists, will come together and offer you the solution. And you'll be awfully, awfully grateful when they do, until you find out you're wearing rags at the end of it. There's nothing happening today There's not a continuation, especially in the world of economics, of the Bretton Woods Agreement. Bretton Woods was part one, and I read the article from John Maynard Keynes himself. He says, we today are setting up part one. He says, we shall not see the completion of it, part two, which will happen in about 50 years from now was dead on. This is time for it. The total integration of the economic system under one total world body. Do you realize the power that has? Do you realize the power that these amalgamations cause? Look what Europe's doing to all the countries that it's picking on. And they are picking on because they all lied about their books when they joined the European Union. At one time, my little country could probably pull itself out of it. You're not allowed to under the EU rules. Germany's bitching about having to basically bail out the whole of the EU and take the worst of the burden. That's what you get out of it. All for one and one for all. And guess who the, guess who the, the one is, eh? The ones at the top. Well, they're rather illumined and they generally have Harvard degrees or Cambridge or Oxford. Back with more after these messages. I'm Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix, just trying to get you to understand that tyrants down through the ages have dreamt of having total power over the entire planet. And here we all are, getting rushed through, through stampede of fear after fear, one after another, we're going through the age of terrorism now, and into total surveillance society, total information network society. Et cetera, et cetera, no privacy whatsoever for the safe society and all of this. And do you realize the power that's going to give a, a small plutocracy across the whole world? There'll be nowhere you could run to get away from it. This is uh, our worst nightmare, that these elitists, these psychopathic, and they are psychopathic, very arrogant, completely egocentrical uh, with their views and opinions, never doubting themselves in anything or the right to do any of this. Can you imagine what it's going to be like with life under those guys? And the public haven't a clue, most of them, of what's really going on or why. Now, there's a caller there. It's Eric from Ontario. Are you there, Eric? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm here. Yes, go ahead. Um, Oh, thanks for taking my call. Um, First thing I want to say, um, just thanks for doing the program, Alan, because... Personally, I really appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of other people do, because it's kind of like, especially for people who really have kind of been aware for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air to have someone else who you know can see things, you know? Yeah. Um, So thanks for that. And I guess uh, if I had to really talk about one thing, it's that I think a lot of people have uh, this idea that, in order to, you know, take back our planet, we need to form some kind of big great plan, but really what it comes down to and what what is missing on this planet is the the knowledge of self, the individual. Because I mean, even (laughs) this whole system that is just so insane and massive, it's it comes down to individual wills that are being pushed forward.
1: People don't realize that that the whole system from the 50s onwards especially was designed to knock out the individual altogether. You're part of the whole, the oneness. The the New Age movement was created by the culture creators too, you know. Uh, The oneness idea, we're all interconnected, interwoven. um, And that was all to get us to doubt our own ability to make the correct decisions for ourselves. We, set, we have the same bunch at Harvard today, uh, under Sunstein, working with Obama as well, by the way, for the same group of culture creators, um, designing new Internet programs to give us nudges on what decisions to make on the net, what things to choose, what things to look at. We won't even know we're, we're getting, being nudged. We are under the scientific dictatorship the Huxley said would be brought in. We're under it now, and most folk don't even know.
0: Sorry, no, it's funny. I actually went uh, to this group a couple of years ago that was supposed to be getting together to discuss philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I was kind of saddened when I saw the people because it was, it was a very sad philosophy group, to put okay. it um, simply. But I remember this one guy bringing up the whole Google, um, how Google kind of suggests, yeah. like, different ads for you. And based on what you're searching, it'll, like, put in the correct quote unquote correct ads for you Mm -hmm. and this guy was actually like i don't know he somehow had the idea that this was for his benefit
1: i know that that's the beauty of the techniques of of this kind of control in a scientific dictatorship you're unaware that you're not making your own decisions you're being prompted and nudged to make decisions that those who program them want you to take and that goes through all all the things you will choose from here on in life, because everything is to be on the singularity they call it, from the same group on the web. But thanks for calling from Hamish myself from Ontario Canada. It's good night to you. your God or your gods. goal with you.